Welcome to Morning Coffee and Mimosas. I'm Christina. And I'm Joe. We are a father-daughter duo. We come here Sunday mornings, but you can come here anytime you please. We banter about life, about business, and we do it over coffee and mimosas. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Dad. I don't know if all of the listeners are dancing as the, as the I, I love intro that. comes I love on, that but it really—I don't know. It just makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yeah. everybody else feels a little happier I when they so. hear I that hope too. So too. But uh, I like it. Yeah, you don't yeah. have to change a thing no. for this week. Next no. week, I'll probably come at you with a critical eye. But yeah, don't change the opening to like some hip hop thing or something. I like what I have here. How do you think I would create some kind of hip hop thing? I don't know. <laughs> I'll bebox. Is that a new talent of mine? I don't know. <laughs> well, Dad, happy Father's Day. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's Father's Day. This is kind of perfect. And for our listeners that are celebrating a father, our father themselves are missing a father, wishing you all a happy Father's Day, too. It is no easy job what you dads do. Well, thank you. I know moms might challenge that and say you have a much easier job, but today is your day. Thank you. And, you know, we make a big deal around Mother's Day and us fathers get, oh, yeah, I did. Thanks. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> but, Dad, what do you really want for Father's Day, though? I don't want anything. Isn't, like, we've always asked you, and your main wish for Father's Day was kind of just to be left alone <laughs> no no actually or just to I, be with us no, right to be with you yeah yeah exactly i don't want anything i don't need a card or anything i i just want you around that's all you know yeah, yeah. we are the gift. I, I remember my i remember growing up and my dad would be the same way he'd be i just love when you're all around and i used to say how would you what does that make you happy that i'm around <laughs> i couldn't understand that you're like you enjoy my company really i was like i would think you'd want me away you know <laughs> no but it's funny because sometimes like mother's day there's the big get-togethers but i feel like for fathers you want to do something that's just kind of peaceful <laughs> right right have, sit around while I watch TV. <laughs> yeah, like watch a scary movie together. Or, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're like, I don't want to party and just keep it simple. Yeah. But no, anyway, it's very, it's very true. happy Father's Day to you dads. Hopefully you're all doing something to celebrate mm-hmm. and uh, feel special today. And I'm a specially appreciative dad. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing me into this world. Thank you for tolerating me through the years. It hasn't always been morning coffee and mimosas. <laughs> you think <laughs> no so thank you and uh yeah so today we will celebrate you and you know at some point i'll let you tee up a topic but i think because it's father's day and because we're going to kind of celebrate you today it might be interesting as a topic to think about the seasons of fatherhood and what i mean by that is as i think about where we are right now today and the relationship that we have. We're having so much fun doing this podcast. But I think back to my memories of growing up, right? And the different seasons of life from my perspective, if I look back to high school, we were not peers. You were not my friend. (laughs) No, I was not your friend. (laughs) We were maybe frenemies. I don't know. (laughs) But I think back to that. And I think back to, you know, like when I was little and idolized you, you know, and it would be so cool to really maybe hear a little bit about your perspective. And I think it would be cool for our listeners. There's probably people listening at all different phases of life. Some maybe 
don't have kids. Some maybe are new dads that have a baby at home. Some may be going through adolescent years and starting to wonder why they chose to have kids. (laughs) (laughs) And others are kind of where we're at right now, right? But the point is, it'd be really interesting to hear about how you approached all of these different seasons of life and what that meant in your world. Did that make any sense? Yes. No, it did. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just always thinking about, Mm -hmm. like, how did you change how you were to me? Because you probably didn't change who you were at the core, right? But the guy that... You made me change. (laughs) (laughs) You beat me into a different person. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not a fighter. No. But yeah, so I don't know where we start with that. But, like, who were you before kids? Who was I? I hear, you know, you had a mustache. I hear you played in a band, right? So, like, who were you before? Well, I think the way I am now is the way I was before, if that makes makes sense. But I I like your seasons. So Stella Um, got her groove back. Exactly. But it's interesting because when you think about it, every father, you know, we're, we're just people. Fathers and mothers are people, right? With our own weaknesses and strengths and so on. And then... You have kids, and there's nothing more rewarding. And I can't explain it until you have kids. You can't feel it. When you're born, there's some attraction that is just amazing. And I'm going to tell you a cute story. I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember when our niece, Teresa, had her first baby? Yes. And and she came to visit Grandma? Yep. Right? And so you were holding... I think you were a beginning teenager, and you were probably starting that separation and being a teenager. Yep. I do remember that visit. You were holding the baby and you were, oh my God, this baby's so adorable and all that. And I remember I looked at you and I said, Christina, do you feel what you're feeling right now? And you're like, oh my God, I love this little baby. And I said, that's the feeling that continues through the years and prevents me from killing you now. You were like, thank God I held you as a baby and you were really cute and sweet because I would kill you otherwise. Right, right, right. I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah, it's so true because that's there's this bond, you know, that that is you, you can't express it. But that same bond is what makes me act probably irrationally at different times in your, you know, and when I say you, obviously greg and you know anthony also but when you start pulling away as a teenager and and i I don't mean to jump to teenage years but i'm just saying that as a parent there's a lot of fear and worry because we want to protect you from all the bad things that are in the world and as a kid you don't understand what's the motive behind you can't do that don't go here i don't like that person right and you just think you know my my dad mom or we're just creeps. We're miserable human beings. But that's what's behind it. <laughs> I mean, I won't but, argue that that's how I felt for right, some years. Right, right. <laughs> so that's the hard part. But so if we start earlier, I loved you kids were just magic. We you did know, offer uh, a bit of magic, didn't you we? You did. You did. Just but that yeah. sparkle. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of work and the whole bit. But it's just so it was just so cool that you know, we have this responsibility. And but... you did get very lucky to have three really fantastic <laughs> did. kids. Did. The best. 
I mean, the best kids. Looking back now, highly rewarding. Highly rewarding. Yeah. Uh, Would recommend. Yes. And I will remember. It wasn't you because you weren't the first. But I remember when Anthony was born, and Mom was still in the hospital, and I had to go home. So you know, he's born and everything's fine. And I remember I came home that night, and I'm in the house by myself, and I'm laying in the bed, and I said, "My entire world is different now." Mm-hmm. This is, it's a new team. I'm on a new team. <laughs> it's a new company. You have a new boss. <laughs> I have a new boss. <laughs> He's like tiny and, and weighs five pounds or whatever it was. So it's true. And then you just start acclimating, you know, the, the diapers and this and that. And every, the whole focus is you kids. You and know? I see that now with friends of mine, you know, uh, I don't have kids, but friends of mine that do, right? And the kids are different ages, but mm-hmm. a lot of them are new parents. And, you know, I'm watching as they're navigating this new, this new normal and just the people that they were, I mean, they're the same people, but it's like just a totally different perspective, seeing it from right. the other side and just like the, you know, kind of being on the brink of insanity at all times mm. and <laughs> trying no, to hold it all together. It's, it's really true. And I, it's so funny. I looked up this quote and we had this quote on our refrigerator when you kids were really little, and I think it fell off or something before you remember it. But it was supposedly a quote from somebody in the 1600s who said, before I had children, I had six theories about raising kids. Now I have six children and no theories about raising kids. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so true because people have asked me this, oh, you have, you had three kids, you know, and they have babies, you know, what, what are your, what's your opinion about whatever? And I, and I give no advice. I say, I, I have nothing to offer you. And they're like, but you raised three kids. I know I have nothing to offer you because everybody's different. Well, and we are all so different. You're all different. I, so well, the you know. whole question of like nurture or nature where you have three very, very different kids. We were all brought up the same way. Right. You know, we all had the same rules for the most part. Correct. But you're you're all different people, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I don't really believe like that apple falls far from the tree. It's that's too general because you're all individuals. You yeah. know? So all we can try to do as parents is to frame our values and all that. And then hopefully do it in such a way that when you start to pull away and go out on adventures that we can't supervise anymore, that there's a little bit of dad and mom in the back of your head that says, yeah, maybe I shouldn't do that or be careful with this, right? Yeah. Some of my best memories being young, like very young, like more probably elementary school age Mm -hmm. was going with you to different, like when you had take your daughter to work or... When I would go with you when you were a Dale Carnegie instructor and, Mm -hmm. you know, get to lead the class with you or go to rotary meetings. And maybe it was because everybody made a big fuss about it. And I was like very special for a minute. But I feel like that probably shaped a lot of where I've gone and trying to kind of picture my professional future. But I don't know. I always really appreciated those times together. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I loved bringing you like I when I would bring you kids to rotary meeting or to something i was showing you off wait you, know? you took you took those other two <laughs> those other i thought two. this was our thing no, <laughs> sorry i'll only talk about you christina i'm just sorry. kidding but you had a great time being with me but i was beaming i was having a better time <laughs> you know what i'm saying being with you and showing you off and when like when you came to the dale carnegie you know here i am i'm the instructor of the class and i bring my daughter and you were what were you, 10? 
I don't remember. Maybe. I mean, you know, little. And you gave a talk and it blew me and everyone else away because you literally raised your hand and said, can I do a talk? And everybody was like, <laughs> I did. She want, Yeah, you did. And these people in the class are nervous wrecks to give a talk. And they're like, your daughter wants to talk. <laughs> and then you, you gave a talk. Hmm, I wonder what I shared. I was actually impressed because you actually listened to the format and you gave a talk that basically followed the format. Wow. That some of these adults couldn't do. <laughs> well, as an adult, I'm not sure I could do that on the fly. So no, you have a lot of talent Very with impressed that. with the, my 10-year-old the, the self. The other thing huh? is uh, I was on the board for many years of the Foundation for the Handicapped. And when we would have a lot of work, you know, we'd ask for volunteers from the Rotary and stuff. So I would bring you to the Foundation to help package stuff up, to handle their work. You jumped in and actually did stuff. And I always really cool. liked kidding. <laughs> kidding? My company, kidding. You oh, know, kidding. putting like packets together. Like, yes, cause that's that's, what... I remember that's what we would do. It would be like stapling something and then putting it in a folder right, and then taking be... like a CD it, and it, popping it in exactly. or a it tape was, or whatever it was at the time. You kind of assembling and it was, it was rote work. It was repetitive. And... I actually had fun with it. Right. I remember. I remember I hated that stuff because I'm not good with... Once I've done it, I kind of get bored really quick. So, all right, I've packaged this thing up. And I remember you said, and this is why I want to tell you that as a parent, you learn more from your kids. You really do. We grow as people because of you. And I remember you were just packaging it up. And I was remarking, wow, you're just doing it. Like, in other words, we have a thousand to do. And you just basically knuckled down and did it. You know, not the whole thousand, but worked with everybody. And... I was bored and and you said just get into a mindset and just think about other stuff and just do it and I said I was, that yeah and I was like damn she's smart <laughs> like, wow in other words stop complaining like stop pitching <laughs> dad and just I do said, the goddamn dad, just job shut up and do the work <laughs> right <laughs> you know when you think about that yeah that's how you do things that are kind of mindless and and yeah. repetitive that you have to do and you don't want to just Make it a thing. I think you also said make it a little competition. Like you, you were trying to do so many in a minute or so many in oh. whatever, and you created this little competition that made it work. Well, you know, Dad, we could talk about me forever. So this episode is really not could. about me. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to tell you one more story when we no. moved into this house. Oh, so God. you were, that was 20 years ago. So you were 12, uh, 14, 13. <laughs> Dad, we, we've established that you don't know how old I am I right now, so don't be careful. Yeah. And these, be are, careful. these are very choppy waters right, right now. Well, we moved into this house, and I absolutely hate painting. Again, it's rote. I'm not good emotionally with stuff that, you know, I look at a whole wall, and I have to just keep brushing and brushing and put paint on the wall. I, I don't like that. I'm very but, good at mindless activities. <laughs> well, you were great. We were at a, the master bedroom. There was some type of wallpaper across the oh top. Oh my God, that wallpaper. It was and like- And I had to use a, like a chemical. Floral. And then I had to use a scraper and get it off. And I did all that. And then I was like, oh, we have to paint now. And I'll never forget, you said, dead, it'll be fine. And you went and got the cassette recorder or the CD player and you put on an Allman Brothers album and you just turned it up and said, come on, we'll have fun. You literally got me through painting that room. 
I also got you through building all of my furniture in my bedroom. <laughs> that was the first time I right. think I was in high school then. That was when we moved in here. I think it was my freshman year of high school. And I was the first time I got exposed to like serious profanity <laughs> from you. From me. Usually it was me saying something right. and you smacking me. <laughs> but anyway, we digress. We, we've gotten each other through things. But when I think about that, like, and I think about you know, you at different stages and probably the high school years are the most profound flip, right? Flip of the switch. Cause I remember elementary school, I, I still idolized you. And then like, you know, as it got into middle school or yeah, middle school, I remember like wanting you to drop me off around the block. Like, dad, no, don't pull up in front. And you always joked about that. You're like, who do they, do they think you drive? Like, obviously someone's dropping yeah, you, had you that, off. You had that little counter job at the restaurant and I used to just drop you off. And then all of a sudden you get to that age and you were like, drop me off down here on this corner. I'm like, Christina, they know you don't drive. <laughs> Somebody had to bring you here, but you didn't want your old man in a car that probably was embarrassing to you. <laughs> yeah, I did not like your car at the time. <laughs> but whatever the case, I was an asshole in high school. I mean, I did not give you an easy time. So like, but you also were incredibly strict. And I think now where people are like, oh, your dad is so cool and your mom is so, you know, oh, they're awesome and you guys are so much fun. That was very much not the case when I was in high school. I had absurdly early curfew was oh, midnight is early it was not midnight my curfew <laughs> was 10 p.m until i was like 16 i wasn't allowed to go to parties but what was your rationale and like a boy i was dating like my my freshman year of high school or sophomore year he would call and you would be like it's 10 p.m like the phone calls end but like how did you flip the switch because you are not like a you are not a tough guy like that <laughs> it's uh Again, we're we're flawed as people, right? So I mean, we're just we're people, right? I'm a, I'm a parent, right? Mm -hmm. And and I'm a person. And I told you how much I love you, and just it's that unbelievable feeling having you. So protection is in order. And as you start in the teenage years, pulling away and pushing the envelope and all that stuff, it's a fine balance between protecting you and not ticking you off so much that you get i just want to run away type thing mm -hmm. i mean we, it wasn't that drastic but you know what i'm saying i did run away a couple <laughs> times <laughs> but i think the the best analogy i could say is when you're up to those ages so think about that well let's say 12 13 years we have you it's a cocoon where you know you you would daddy can i go over here yeah you can go over here no don't go over there and you listen or i would hold your hand and we could protect you and it's very scary as a parent, as you start to, you know, drift away in the sense, not drift, but push that envelope away a little bit. And so that's the balance that we overcorrect, undercorrect, overcorrect, which causes you to think we're irrational and stupid. And so we set an artificial thing, 10 o'clock. I don't know what's a good curfew. What the heck do I know? <laughs> So 10 o'clock, you're only 12 years old or 13, you know, whatever the ages are. A good analogy is that if you picture you're together with us and everything is fine, and now you want to walk ahead. And I don't know what the dangers are ahead. So all I'm thinking is there's people that want to give you drugs. There's guys that want to take advantage of you. There's mm -hmm. all this stuff. And I got to protect you from that. 
and you're too stupid <laughs> to protect yourself. <laughs> so I'm going to, you know, mom, and I'm saying I, mom and I are going to protect you. So that's the 10 o'clock curfew or that. Yeah, or the not allowed to. So some of the rules I recall, and I remember this because my rules were very different than most of my friends' rules. Mm -hmm. It was. That's, by the way, not to interrupt you, but that's another problem because our rules are different. But every parent had different rules. You just see that your parents my are, parents are jerks. Are jerks, like, right? <laughs> why can't I let me live? But I remember, you know, 10 p.m. was my curfew, and it was like people aren't even going out until nine. I have like an hour that I'm allowed to do something. Mm -hmm. No, I was not allowed in a car with a boy. I remember there was in high school a couple of older boys that we were going to go out and. You guys, we were going to a movie, and you wouldn't let them pick me up to go to the movie. So I needed to be driven there by my parents and then call them, or they'd wait in the parking lot and then pick me up again. Yeah, and, and I know, and it's embarrassing for you, right? It the, was, and right. I was like, all my friends are like going to a party, and I'm like, I'm not allowed at a party. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, and then, but then something happened. So like, you guys were really strict. I definitely pushed every envelope. Mm -hmm. I found ways around it, which definitely <laughs> tested your patience. So, you know, then there was something that switched, though. All of a sudden, I feel like it was 17 years old, maybe. I don't know. Like when I started driving, maybe was yeah, when... Yeah, well, then we realized that we're done. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it was. But all of a sudden, it's 17 years old. And I don't know if it's that finally you were like maybe she finally kind of gets the I, I don't know if like you finally were like mm -hmm. you know what i think she knows what we're trying to do here i have no idea but all of a sudden it like maybe it was senior year of high school or maybe like going into my freshman year of college i'm not sure but something switched and you guys all of a sudden became cooler and nicer <laughs> where it was like if i came home and had a little too much to drink it wasn't like oh my God, you know, you're grounded for a month. It was, oh, you're going to have a headache tomorrow. <laughs> well, you bring up a good point because that's part of the dance that we did as parents. I remember one time, so mom called us, you were drunk <laughs> <laughs> at the house. And I remember I picked you up. You couldn't even stand practically. And the mother was very Dad, aware. Dad, I have a reputation oh, to uphold sorry. here. She could stand. I it was, was like 16, maybe, right? <laughs> I don't know. Something like that, right? Yeah, I don't remember. You weren't driving, obviously. I know you didn't drive there, and I w it wasn't that type of situation. But the mom was worried because she evidently wasn't really paying attention, and somebody brought alcohol to the house and all that. So she was worried that, you know, we're going to sue or something like that, that was the first time i remember that was the first time i ever got drunk and it was the last time i ever drank jack daniels it was like somebody had a bottle of whiskey oh. and it was just getting like passed around we were like 16 i think yeah, and so... i had never drank before and i hadn't really eaten because i was working before mm -hmm. that i came right from the restaurant, from the restaurant right yeah and i remember <laughs> it was the worst night of my life and i got grounded for like a month but if you remember what i told you and i remember i i told the mom i said don't worry about anything like she was freaking out but i remember and i don't know if you remember but i told you if ever this happens again call me in other words mom and i wanted you to know don't ever like because you're going to be driving soon say my parents are going to be mad i better get home i remember i said to you always call us no questions asked and so on and we didn't bother you 
till the next day and then we were just like i mean no mom was very know. not nice when i got home i, I, under, I no. understand because of the thing but you know what i'm saying we, no but you're we, right you're right and so these are the things that you know we're just trying to protect you but then like you said we could see yeah she drinks she parties like you know we all did and so on but you were good you, you know we, we weren't as worried about you we saw the path you were going on and it was okay yeah, you're you know? like, okay, she's just doing normal, stupid shit that Correct. kids do. Not she's, a like... kid. she's still a kid, you know, <laughs> just as we were. Yeah. Because you know? I remember I went to a New Year's Eve party and typical party. The guys showed up and the girls didn't. We were just so depressed because the girls never showed up. Shocking. Shocking. And the mom had made like potato salad, coleslaw and all that. So if you can imagine, we're drinking beer and mayonnaise and all that stuff. And... I got sick as a dog. I was going to say you were lactose intolerant. Yes, and... I did. <laughs> Not... Sick as a dog. And I'll never forget, I walked out of the house. I threw up on the poor woman's porch. And it was a rainy night. And I walked home. And I walked in the house. And I could still picture my mom and dad were just standing there. They looked at me. And I remember my dad smiling. I went to bed. And the next day, I was like, I had a pounding headache or whatever. And he was like, how do you feel? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, you did good. Right? How do you feel? You feel like crap, right? Yeah, good. Good for you. So <laughs> you he know? knew that was like enough but punishment. But that was like my time where my mom and dad flipped kind of and said, all right, I think he's going to be okay. And he'll get a natural consequence from this. You know? Yeah. So you had yeah. some of the same, like with your looking at your own, your own parents, but yeah, I don't know. So I guess that's just for me, like was the questions of like, how do you, you know, how do you change, you know, and adapt? And I think for, for our listeners, like everything in life is adapting, right? You have a kind of a new normal, you mm -hmm. have a new routine, you have some kind of like a new, right. new calling in your life. That's like, holy crap, I got to protect these like humans that I created. Right. And you mentioned seasons. So, you know, yeah, there's the protective season and, and everything is fine because you love us and, you know, you are doing what we say Then you pull away as a teenager and so on. And the last thing I'll mention about you said we were strict and I'm one of six kids. My mom was the disciplinarian. She was great. I'm just saying, but she had six of us and she had to keep tight rein on us, right? She didn't have time so, to coddle you guys. <laughs> no, and I'll never forget. My mother lectured me and, and mom and said, remember, you love your children, but they don't have to like you. You're raising your children. Don't be their friend at this point in time, not forever. Mm -hmm. She said, do not attempt to have your kids like you. Do what's right. And that was always in my head, which I still think is great advice. I, I didn't need you to like me. I just wanted to make sure you didn't you Kill know, fall into, yeah. into bad stuff. And the other thing that frustrated me was when you kids did things that I know my mother would have like killed me if I had done it. <laughs> Punishment was pretty quick, you know, and my mother and back then you got hit. Yeah. I'm not saying anything that, you know, my mother was great. She didn't hurt us, but she'd hit your backside. And that frustrated me when you guys did things or said things to me. Like I remember you got mad at me a few times and said, I hate you and oh, I wish yeah. you were dead. I know and I remember and in that. In my head, oh my God, I said, if I said I hate you to my mother you, you would have been dead. You'd be visiting me in a cemetery. <laughs> um, and I couldn't imagine. How do you say that to me? Like, how do you? Well, and I have memories of actually saying those things. And then after, like, 
getting out of the car because we were fighting and I don't remember what it was and getting out of the car and then like praying and being like, I really didn't mean that. Please don't, (laughs) you know, please, you know, I I love him and please don't kill him. (laughs) I knew you didn't mean it, but these are, it was, but, but that's like what kids do sometimes. And I don't know, maybe kids in general. I mean, I was like terrible at that point in time. Like, I think I probably have been like, you know, trying to make up for some of the awful things I've said for the rest of my life. But kids say such mean things to their parents sometimes. And it's like, sometimes they're just brutally trying to like cut at the core because it's like, well, I remember, I remember thinking what's gonna, that what's when gonna, I was like, a really kid. hurt you. Yeah. It's going to like rip your heart out. I just never said it. You know, my mother would discipline me for something and send whatever. And I'd be like, you know, under my breath, but I would never tell her that. So, and well, and I think a lot but, of times, like I always remember it, like I was always trying to like push the envelope and see how far I could push you, mm-hmm. you know, no, like, you did. so if I say it once and then like, the consequence you know what i mean like it's like and then you push further and right. then you're kind of like oh my god that was horrible <laughs> yeah but to kind of wrap this up the teenage years are hard for everybody they're hard for the parents they're hard for the kids but i do have to say you went to college and i think that's where we become now we become friends and i'm more of a guide and mentor and help because then you're, can you help me with this, help me with that? And right. it goes back a little bit to when you were young, but now you're not young. And to bring it forward to today, I'm actually thrilled. You and I are peers. We are friends. We love each other as father-daughter. But, you know, how cool is it that we are equals in that sense? And I and I love that. Yeah. So, so Well, and I mean, th- that's the only thing I just like, I laugh sometimes because if you had gone back and pictured life when you know you were raising teenagers and i was 15 and telling you i hated you Mm -hmm. like you probably could never have pictured this as where we would be no i I hoped it would get to here but i never (laughs) you were probably hoping that like (laughs) you know i hope she calls me once a year at least (laughs) (laughs) you're like i hope she doesn't put me into a nursing home (laughs) real early and (laughs) well that's what they say be nice to your kids because they choose your nursing home yeah (laughs) But I don't know. So I guess maybe for listeners or parents that are going through some of those rough years right now, there is better, better times ahead. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The sun will come out tomorrow. (laughs) Hopefully. And the sun is shining now. Yeah. And I've been very lucky that you put up with me for all those years and that I had a really good example. So yeah, for Father's Day, I, you know, this is. thank you. This was fun. Yeah. Just a kind of trip down memory lane and a little glimpse into some of the good, bad, and ugly of, of my growing That's up. Good. But yeah, life is good. Happy Father's Day. And Thank you. Uh, I hope everybody gets to feel celebrated today. Definitely. All right. Wherever you are, whatever your story, thanks for spending time with us this morning. Now, go and make a difference in your world. kid that's gonna be like karma coming back for me (laughs) (laughs) just keep playing this podcast (laughs) bye everyone thank you bye